Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Kara from Bagger Syndicate Cycles. I just want to let you know about a place where you can get the greatest apparel, top of the notch, all about baggers, bikers, and brotherhood. And ladies, don't you worry, we didn't forget about you. Check it out at beggarsyndicatecycles.com. Hey, what's up everyone? Man, Kara is hot. I said that yesterday. Hey, Paulie! Paulie from Bagger Syndicate Cycles, man. You got to get me freaking a picture of her, man. Autograph it. I'll put it on the wall, something like that. We'll make a poster out of it. Boy, is she hot. <sighs> anyway, today we're going to be talking everything about Harley Davidson. Yes, you know, I, I, I bum on him a lot. You know, I admit that. Uh, it's just because I'm upset because when you love something so damn much and you see it going down the tube, you get aggravated. So, yeah. We're talking Harley-Davidson with uh, the stories today. One's a sad one. They're laying off people. Then the next one is something I couldn't believe was a, a and I think it's the writer. I really do think it's the writer. A Harley-Davidson beat Abusa. Now, anybody who knows Abusa, Abusas are fast. I'm talking fast, fast. And this Harley, you're going to see it in the video. They ju It just took it. So, I'm saying it was the freaking driver, man. <laughs> uh, but, anyway, yeah, we're going to talk a lot about Harley-Davidson. The positives, the negatives in my uh, closing today. Uh, let's see if we can try to help the company get back on its, uh, you know, path to righteousness. Because right now, all you guys are doing is some PC crap and going down the freaking drain. And you're going to end up like AMF again. You know, that's where I think we're headed if they don't really turn this thing around. Uh, the CEO with his ideal about uh, only focusing really on the CVO market and the higher end bikes. It's kind of like when, you know, Easy Riders sold out to that, uh, what is he, a fashion designer or something? They went, uh, they totally got out from their core base, man. <laughs> now they got celebrities, they got fashion in there. It's not Easy Riders Magazine anymore, and it's gone. And that's what I'm really afraid of, because you got this guy who was from Puma, and Puma's are shoes, running a motor company. Now, I, I get it. You need business skills to run a company. I do. You know, I have to. I ran companies. You got to be hands-on. You got to have a plan. I just don't think his plan is right for Harley-Davidson, and I don't think he's right for Harley-Davidson. Why in the hell didn't the Harley-Davidson board 
Get somebody who knew something at least about automotive, get an automotive company exec in there, uh, uh, somebody who's been in the motorcycle freaking uh, you know, arena. No. Instead, they went and got somebody who was a shoemaker. Unreal. How is that running the business right? Now, you know, I got, you know, I bum rap on Levetich, the former one all the time, but at least he had a plan to debut different styles bikes and you know I personally I think the live wire killed the the deal because uh, it's overpriced they're getting in a new market that they're not used to and I think that was his downfall and yeah well we're gonna be covering uh, a story about the live wire I guess the first uh, cross-border uh, crossing happened with it but live wire was a huge mistake it's a great looking bike uh, I don't like the sound or any of that stuff, but it all has to do with that price tag. That price tag, and it doesn't have any distance to it. You know, it's trying to compete against the Zero, where if you got a package, you know, the add-on, you're looking at freaking uh, big-time mileage out of it. I think like 300 uh, miles to that live wire. So when Harley-Davidson is facing off with something like that, you don't go and say, oh, my bike's worth $30,000, and the next thing you know, you fall flat on your face. So we're going to be talking about uh, a lot of stuff and my clothing thoughts about this. So, uh, But right now, don't forget, pound rock on, and leave your thoughts on the hotline, because yes, we're going to be playing listeners' thoughts right before my closing. The one I was telling you about, sad state of affairs right now. Over a hundred employees are going to be impacted by Harley Davidson layoffs. Now, you know, I really don't look over these articles until we get into the show because I want to be just as surprised as you, give my thoughts for real, all that type of stuff. But I'm guessing it has nothing to do with the executives. Margaret. From bizjournals.com, I really like this one because they do a lot of great coverage on Harley-Davidson. Harley-Davidson has announced a workforce reduction of about 140 employees at its Wisconsin facility in Tomahawk. And it's planned in York, Pennsylvania. Huh! I thought them people weren't having have an opportunity when Kansas got closed down. But you see... They're going to probably be blaming the COVID-19, slow sales, all that stuff. Uh, but, you know, I think this was a freaking magician's, uh, you know, rope-a-dope from the beginning when they closed off Kansas City. Quote, as course of normal business, Harley-Davidson regularly adjusts its production plan and appropriately sizes its workforce. The company announced it will adjust its production volume, which will result in a workforce reduction of approximately 140 jobs. That's 140 jobs in the U.S. That uh, spokesman said you're going to be looking at about 50 employees impacted at Tomahawk. Uh, the company would not disclose the total number of employees at the two other facility. Uh, this was, again, here it is, it was mentioned Harley-Davidson reported its decision to consolidate its Kansas City plant in the York plant that was expected to result in an addition of about 450 uh, full-time jobs. Uh, 
rope-a-dope. That's what I'm saying here. Rope-a-dope. And, you know, that's what worries me about this new CEO because he's already came out and said, well, we're going to be focusing on the higher-end bikes like the CVOs. Well, that ain't your bread-and-butter business, man, the CVOs. Yeah, they're awesome-looking bikes. They're awesomely uh, put together. But your regular Joe Schmoes ain't going for the CVOs. Yeah, I like that, man. It kind of rhymed, didn't it? <laughs> but they're not. So what kind of plan is that? You know, you guys, let me know your thoughts about this because this is a discussion that needs to happen, uh, especially for the Harley cheerleaders. The Harley cheerleaders don't understand the reason why I point out the bad stuff in Harley-Davidson is hopefully they'll fix it because we're their core base. And if they don't listen to us, <laughs> they're in trouble. Uh, anyway, let's go to the next one. And we were talking about the live wire. The live wire, you know, a good bike and all that stuff, but I don't think it stands toe-to-toe uh, -to -toe with Zero's electric bike. You're getting in a new market. What were you thinking a $30,000 price tag on that thing? And I think, uh, you know, it goes, what, 100 miles or some stuff on an electric charge? That ain't nothing. Yeah, I get it. You want to get the urban people and the younger people but the urban and younger ain't gonna pay no thirty thousand dollars for a freaking bike uh harley davidson livewire completes first u.s border to border ride by rider magazine staff good magazine i really like this one they got a lot about the bikes reviews all that stuff california resident diego cardenas has completed the first known U.S. border-to-border -border ride aboard a Harley-Davidson Livewire electric motorcycle. Cardenas's uh, journey began at the U.S.-Mexican border and ended at the U.S.-Canadian border, covering about 1,400 miles on his HD electric motorcycle. Now, didn't that dude who played Obi-Wan Kenobi in his show, they traveled throughout the... Uh, Central America and all that stuff up to the U.S. I, you know, don't quote me, but I'm just wondering if that uh, is the case. But again, I heard they had a generator or something to follow them around too. Uh, who knows? In the past few months, the world has uh, found new ways to celebrate momentous life achievements. Riding motorcycles has been one such outlet. Now, that this is true, Motorcycle, but this is a bad sign again for Harley-Davidson is the other motorcycle company's sales are went up while it's went down. Especially new motorcycles that are groundbreaking like Harley-Davidson's first electric motorcycle, Livewire. Who, who agrees, man? You know, I think Livewire should be priced at like 15 grand. You guys let me know. Diego. Cardenas, a California resident, was hoping to spend June 30th in Spain celebrating his 50th birthday. This spring he knew he was going to need a new plan, but he wanted it to be something he was passionate about. A trip he could do that allowed him to maintain social distancing. Best thing for social distancing is riding a motorcycle. And uh, a trip that could allow uh, him, okay, we talked about that. So he uh, set on a new plan riding his live wire motorcycle from the U.S.-Mexican border to the U.S.-Canadian border. Do you got receipts for this to prove that you did it? I'm just kidding. 
uh, using the West Coast Green Highway, WCGH, is a network of electric vehicle DC fast charging stations located every 20 to 25 miles along Interstate 5 and other major roadways. Now, this is very interesting because if they got fast charging stations located every 25 to 50 miles, they got an infrastructure out there. Oh, my God, you guys did something right in Cali. Uh, that is very, very interesting. But, see, in order for electric, uh, you know, shit, cars, bikes, any of that to take off, the infrastructure has to be there along all the major highways and stuff. And that right there, that, like, like wowed me just now. Uh, because then it makes it entirely possible on bikes that, uh, you know, only got, hundred say, 150-mile range on it. But it depends on how long it charges. That's the thing. How long the time to charge the thing is. Because I don't know about you. I wouldn't want to go 150 miles and have to wait four hours for a bike to charge and then go another 150 miles and then the same thing over and over again. So, you know, the thing I see about electric motorcycles is those batteries. You know, that's something they have to work on. Quote, I wanted to be a part of Harley-Davidson history and have my future grandkids be able to talk about how their grandfather was the first HD electric motorcycle owner to do such a ride. I wanted to show the world that electric charging infrastructure is growing and be an inspiration for others to try riding electric motorcycles. Well, you're just saying what I was just saying, the, the infrastructure for this. If they start putting these uh, chargers like they did above in Washington, Oregon, and California every 25 to 50 miles, they might be getting closer, man. They might be. You know, I don't see, you know, gasoline engines going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, it, you know, in Illinois, if you buy anything electric, they actually charge you an arm and a leg for it because they want to make up for the gas tax they're losing. Uh, so it really, you know... They want to be environmental friendly, but they wipe it out with their stupidity. On June 22nd, Diego started his epic trip from uh, San Isidore, California. He rode over 1,400 miles on his 50th birthday, June 30th. So that's eight days. Eight days he reached his goal by making it to the U.S.-Canadian border town of Blaine, Washington. So... You know, there it is, 1,400 miles. You know, maybe he wasn't riding hard. I don't know. But again, I'd like to know the charging time on it since this was an eight-day trip. Along the way, he did live social media reports on his progress, and fans following along on his journey were able to meet him in person and cheer him on. He also made plenty of stops along the way to do a bit of sights. Well, there you go. He was making stops, sightseeing, and all that stuff. With his aide, uh, his wife and eight-year-old daughter who were along on the trip in the car. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Can't, you know, hit him on that. The trip was unbelievable. Such a great journey. The West Coast Green Highway is a really good ideal, and I have to agree. There are so many options that you can be confident you will get to where you need to go. Also, if you pull up and cannot use one of the chargers, you have additional ones super close by. It's darn awesome. Please spread the word. This is doable. If you have an electric motorcycle or, or any bike, just get out and ride these challenging times. Rock and roll, man. 
Uh, there's a picture of them. If uh, you're over on uh, the radio, of course, come on over. But like I said, the Livewire is a bad—it's a bad-looking bike. Uh, just the price, man, and the mileage. Just can't see it, man. Okay, here's what I was talking about. Yes, here's what I was talking about. Harley Davidson destroys a Suzuki Hayabusa in a quarter mile. I just don't see it. It has to be the rider. And the reason why you can tell in the picture is that rider on that Harley has race gear on and the other one doesn't. You know, one's an amateur. You can guarantee this guy was a pro who was riding that bike. Uh, Jason uh, Browski and his Ward Performance modified Harley Davidson M8 Rokeen outruns a customized Suzuki Hayabusa. See, yeah, it's the it has to be the riders in this. In a quarter mile drag, the Harley Davidson is equipped with the 137 cube uh, M8 nationally or naturally aspired engine delivering 198 horses. Of torque, it may not seem an outstanding power figure, but the Milwaukee 8 engine makes uh, 160 reaching 4,000 RPMs, which is enough to be faster. Oh man, this is about the rider. Let's take a look. Right off the line, you can see it. Let's take another look. Yeah, see his line? Just the way he came off of that line, you can tell that uh, he was a professional. So, yeah, because I find it hard to believe. I don't care how beefed up that Harley is. You're not beating Abusa, man, if you got the right riders on that stuff. Uh, Ward Performance is a workshop based in Zimmerman, Minnesota, and for over 31 years, they have been developing, modifying, and manufacturing components for racing and street motorcycles, so they know a thing or two about drag racing. Now, that's what I was saying right there. Uh, a better picture that we're looking at over on the video portion of the program, again, you can see that the guy is, you know, I'm pointing to it right now, he is, he's a professional, you can tell by his outfit, and the other guy is just some schmuck on Abusa, you know, you get somebody who knows what they're doing on Abusa, man, that Harley ain't taking Abusa. Uh, the company uses cylinder head porting to modify the engines, and in other words, the method implies hand porting using grinding tools, also... With the help of flow testing and dyna test and ward performance can find the best possible port and then copy the essential optimal port design using their SurfCam uh, software. Rock on, man. Uh, the Milwaukee 8 they set on the engine of this Harley Road King was customized using uh, CNC porting for the cylinder heads, which included porting for store, uh, stock valves. What I would have to say is... Take one of these to a street race. Put your money up against guys who know what they're doing on them freaking rockets. I don't see it, man. I really don't see it. And I might sound like I'm being a you know jag off towards it, but it's all about the rider, I believe. Everything else, you know, it has to be 80% of the rider and 20% bike. Now, let's go to Corey Graff's Wall of Shame, shall we? Hmm, Wall of Shame. WRBL.com. This is out of Columbus by Jolynn Hanna. 
Or actually, this is Alabama. <laughs> Uh, a Phoenix City uh, police officer has been arrested after officials say he pointed a gun at his neighbors and fired it into the air. The Russell County Sheriff's Office announced the arrest of Phoenix City police officer Charles Everett Fields, age 40, at a news conference. Uh, the sheriff, Heath Taylor, says Fields has been at a party at his neighbor's home on July 4th. And that was a real bad weekend here in Chicago. I think it was 72. Anyway, uh, on street uh, Sweet Birch Drive, after attending the party, he went home to try to go to bed. Uh, he was unable to sleep due to the noise coming from the party. He says he went out and confronted the crowd, pointed a gun he owned at them, uh, then fired the weapon in the air. He's being charged with medicine. What the hell is that? Uh, somebody in Alabama let me know what that is. Uh, Fields was hired on April 6th and had been on the job for three months. He is suspended without pay. Wow. You ain't even past your probationary period, man. And you are already in the freaking uh, wall of shame with Corey Graff, man. Uh, Charles Everett Fields, what a freaking putz. <laughs> Not even past your 90-day and you already made it into our wall of shame. That's pretty messed up. Is this messed up? Hello, this is Corey Graff here. And uh just want to say I love the show again today, buddy. And, uh, you know, them tattoo artists, man, they are schlucks. I mean, that, yeah, they're just using that as a marketing tool because they're probably desperate for clients. And, you know, honestly... If people want to put the rebel flag on their on their body or wear it or whatever, it's their prerogative. You know, it's the First Amendment, for crying out loud. You know, and, I mean, me personally, I wouldn't because, you know, there's just so much racial tension and everything going on right now. It's just probably just best not to. And, uh, you know, I love the show, man. And, uh, man, I'll just keep sending them wall of shames and... Uh, Rock on, buddy. Hollywood. It's Frank from Boston. Long-time listener. Uh, I've spoken to you before, but there's one thing. I love your feeds and everything else, but when you're showing a news feed about a story and the reporter's talking, you got to talk over that. you got to learn to shut your freaking mouth and let these people talk. You talk before the news feed and after the news feed. Do not talk over them. Okay, Hollywood, you got to keep your freaking mouth closed. El Zeppo. All right. I love you. Frank from Boston. Thank you. Hey, Hollywood, this is Maz. You probably know me. I'm one of your viewers. Uh on there on YouTube, Daryl Golf Jr. I'm a hell's lover prospect. And I just wanted to tell you, man, I like what you're doing, brother. I like what you're doing. All right. Bye-bye. All right, man. That is the listener's thoughts. You can leave your thoughts on our hotline, 847-957-1686. You got to love Frankie, man, from Boston. He's always giving me crap. He don't like when I talk over to reporters and stuff. But, hey, you know, I always have my thoughts going on. Uh, but let's talk some Harley Davidson now. You know, 
let's do some good and let's do some bad, okay? I know I do a lot of bad, but I got to throw that stuff in. I think my biggest complaint is the new CEO. Everybody knows that's my biggest complaint, I think, right now with Harley-Davidson is the CEO. He wants to concentrate on the higher-end bikes like the CVOs. Me, I think they need to start concentrating on the 1,200cc and below motorcycles. And I know they got a lot of... The problem with their way of thinking is they always wanted to make it look like a sportster. I say... Make it look like what? The 2002 uh, Honda Shadow, they had the American Classic Edition. It was a 750. It's a bad looking bike, man. I've had a couple of them. They need to get their designs away from the same model every damn year. Anything they put in a model is either looking like a sportster or a bagger. You got to get, you know, a little creative. You got to get yourself out of the damn box. And I think that would really help you with the 1200cc and below market because a lot of people, especially the young ones, are not going for the big road bikes. They're not going for the glides. They're not going for the baggers and all that good stuff. They're, hell, they're not even going for soft tails, a lot of them. Yeah, they're going for the sporties, but uh, come on. How long is that going to last when you keep on putting the same model year out? And I think that was the problem with Harley-Davidson in the first place. It wasn't until, like, what, 2014 that they finally decided, hey, let's get some new bikes out there. They screwed up with Buell. Now, there would be somebody to run a company right there, wouldn't it? <laughs> that just came up, you know. I think he would kick ass, but he's probably still pissed at him. Uh, you know, when you had the Buell, you finally got the young kids coming in, and then you got rid of it. It's like, start thinking out of the box, man, with your bikes. It, it, yeah, you know, your, your, your former CEO already said, well, it don't matter, it's ma not made in the U.S. It does matter. You guys need to stick with that kind of stuff. Instead of freaking, you know, whichever the wind blows you want to do. But I think that if you get some new looking bikes, man, and I hate to say it, but I love my Boulevard. Uh, I ride that actually more than the Fat Boy. I just like the way it looks. I like the way it runs. It feels. You know, I got the C90, so it's the bigger one. But they also got the C50. Now, if you start making bikes looking like, you know, the cruisers like that, you know, take a page out of the Jap book, man. They're copying you. Well, copy a little bit of them. Just put in a freaking Milwaukee 8 or something in there. But you don't need to, you know, just produce baggers in the big bikes. You're even slipping on the big bike market. Yeah, everybody's going to say, well, you know, Harley's got 50%. No, they don't. Go look at the statistics. The only thing they got 50% of is the big bagger market or the big bike market. They do not have the lower CC market. That belongs to Honda, Suzuki, Cow, all them. Triumph's even killing it. Look at the Bonnie, man. The Bonneville, the, then they put out the America. They're thinking outside of the box, and that's what you need to do. That's what you're going to want to do to get new people involved. Who wants to run around on a 750 Sportster? Nobody. But give it some style and a bigger bike look. 
yeah, they're going to want to jump on that stuff, man. You know, if I had my choice, if I had, when I had the uh, 2002 uh, Honda Shadow, which I think is a badass bike, the Honda Shadows, they really came a long way over the decades. Uh, if I had, you know, a V-Twin in there from Harley, damn, man, that would have been a perfect bike. It would have been perfect. So I think that's what they really need to do is start focusing out of the box. What do you guys think? You know, uh, you guys got to agree with that one. They got to start thinking out of the box with different uh, models and start concentrating on the lower NCCs, man, because you're getting smoked, and that's where all the damn sales are at right now. All the sales are in that. Uh, yeah. As far as Livewire, it's a great bike-looking one. Uh, don't sound, It sounds like a damn airplane engine to me. But you got to get the price point down. Nobody's going to touch that. Again, going after the higher ends, not going to keep you in business. You're already laying off people. You know, the people from Kansas was supposed to go up to York. Now, can you just imagine that moving from Kansas to York? Next thing you know, well, crap, man, I got laid off again while you moved in the whole nine yards. That's why it's, you know, actually scary, you know, from my point of view, if you're working in the manufacturer field for automobiles or freaking, uh, what's it called, uh, motorcycles. I know there's a Chrysler plant by me, man. Them guys are on and off, on and off. I couldn't do that type of stuff, man. Hell no. That's some worrisome stuff. And then you wonder why the unions are bitching about money. They deserve it because they never know when they're going to freaking be working. It all depends on the production line. So get the live wire price down. You might actually start competing, man. You know, personally, I think it's going to, you know, wade away is what's going to happen with the live wire. It's going to be one of them novelty type of deals because, you know, they probably uh, understand that they screwed up a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit <laughs> with that one. Uh, what do you guys think about the Busa Harley drag race, man? Do you agree it had to be the freaking rider in that one? Because that dude just jumped that line when the light hit. You know, he, he knew what he was doing. And do you really think that Harley that Harley could take on a, a an experienced rider with a Busa? It'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on that one. Uh, but anyway... Don't forget, call in, leave your uh, thoughts if you want to berate me. Go for it. 847-957-1686. Don't forget to uh, share us. Go on all our social media platforms. HarleyLiberty.com for your daily biker news. Also, our sister site, BikerLifestyleMagazine.com. It has everything tech over there. It has everything going on in the scene. The good clubs do every damn thing. Uh, with that, you guys take care, and I'll talk to you guys later. I say goodbye, See you guys later. adios, ciao, so long, it's a hat show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode. Hi, this is James Hollywood Machikari. Join our YouTube channel and get Motorcycle Madhouse and tons of videos related to the bikers. Join now by subscribing for free and become part of the crowd today. 
always free and always entertaining. Don't forget to visit us at www.harleyliberty.com for your daily biker news. Rock on!